What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. And today's episode number 65 is going to be a quick hitter, so strap in and hang on. Maybe you're feeling stuck in your career or in your personal life. Perhaps it's we're telling ourselves all these quote-unquote reasons why we can't get to that next level, and it's frustrating us. Um, maybe, just maybe, that's the exact reason that we're not growing and achieving our goals. Maybe those reasons uh, are really excuses, and those excuses are mindsets that are holding us back. Yeah. Well said. Very well said. I, As I think about, like, I've, I've worked with a bunch of people. I've coached a ton of people, and as I think about over and over the things that hold people back it it tends to be these excuses excuses like this that's why like we call this the five excuses poser leaders love to use yes um and and it is poser leaders because they're not authentically being that type of leader now i want to time out real quick okay because just as a preface here we're going to be talking about all these excuses that both peter and i 100 have struggled with still struggle with and will struggle with okay and at the most meta deep level of what all these excuses are they're they're just the fear of or or it's just the mindset of fear right like it is that we are so afraid to fail and so afraid to be transparent and vulnerable and be seen that we are trying to come up with some kind of good excuse to not take a risk Okay, and this is where we've got to just be transparent. We're going to dig into these these different poor mindsets that we're we're thinking, these excuses that we're saying, and we're going to just tear them apart. Because if you believe these things, you have no reason not to believe these things until Mm -hmm. someone says, let's dig in a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more. Let's challenge this. And this is why I would highly suggest, and this is not what this episode is all about, but I would highly suggest having people in your life to do this, having mentors, going out and asking people transparently, hey, I need some help here. Am I right in thinking this? Because not always do we have someone like that in our life. So, um, you know, this is where we're just going to hopefully we can be this for you to start questioning these poor mindsets and these trashy excuses that we have. So let's jump right into the first one. Okay. So the first one is I've tried that before. Yeah. Hey, this is one where we're talking about like an idea. Let's go out and do this thing. Or, um, hey, you know, someone new comes in and says, hey, we should, what about trying this? What if we did mm-hmm. this? And your natural response is, hey, I've tried that before. You know, it just doesn't work because I've tried it. And I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm Blake Bear <laughs> and I've tried things. And, you know, if I've tried it, doesn't work it just doesn't work right um first thing is that's hella lazy hella lazy in nature and we don't need that kind of thing and you don't need that kind of thing so if that's your mindset of i've tried it before and it doesn't work um there are times that things are they won't work for many reasons one it might not work because of the resource Okay, so like maybe it's a resource that's not easily available um, or it's incredibly expensive to have that resource. But that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. 
as time, as technology, as advancements happen, things get cheaper. Things get quicker. Those things that didn't work before might work now. So try to get out of that mindset of it won't work because I've tried it. Um, times change. And if we can believe that, that times are going to change, then we need to give it time. You know, we need yeah. to give it the opportunity of a second shot. There are things, and, and I'll ask myself this question, you know, once, twice a year is, hey, is something I've tried possibly possible now? Like, and I know that's a weird question, but like I've, I've got it written on like annual, semi-annual reviews that I do with myself is, what have I tried that might work now? Because it might work now. <laughs> you know, things, things could just go a lot better. And one thing I think here as well is that a lot of our MO in our nation, in our trying things, because we hate failing, when we try something and we fail, we stop. That's not a leader. A leader is someone who tries something, it fails, they adapt, and they try again, right? Like, so how many times did you fail, right? Like, so if someone's like, I've tried that before, it doesn't work. My next response is usually, oh, really? How many times did you try that? And then they get this confused look, which clearly lets me know they've only tried it once. Well, that's trash. I mean, that's like Edison tried the light bulb over a thousand times, yeah. And every time he said, I found a thousand different ways to not make a light bulb. Okay. So that's, that's the better mindset. Um, things, things like, and, I, and this is a big one I get on and, I, and it may sound stupid, but I don't care. Okay. Cause I think this is important. Um, I, I hear a lot of times, especially when I'm like, Hey, leaders are readers. People are like, yeah, but you know, like I've tried that before. I'm not a reader. I'm like, okay, so like, tell me about that. What do you mean? What do you mean you're not? You're like, you've tried it. Well, in high school, you know, we had to read all these books <laughs> and uh, I just didn't like reading. Who didn't? Yeah, right. Like, sorry, you're not novel here. <laughs> you, you are not some special circumstance that, like the majority of people hated reading in high school. Get over it. Like that is normal. Um, but. I'm telling you, leaders are readers because you're surrounding yourself with mindsets from these books and from these perspectives. So I hated, absolutely hated reading in high school. Okay, You would not find a book in my hand. Now, I love it. Okay, And, I, and it's not just because I'm like, ooh, I've read X amount of books. No, I, I've had so many other people who have thought very well about their topic, about their thing. I have had that knowledge and wisdom poured out over me and I've grown because of it. And that's what I look at from books or as a reprieve from this world, if I'm reading some fantasy dork book, right? Like I need those types of things. And so you may have hated doing it in high school. Give it a shot again. I'm telling you, uh, and audible audiobooks, can you listen? Okay, that counts. Don't be the person who says, well, you didn't read it, so it doesn't count. Right. I, that person only cares about one thing, and that's how many books they've read, and I don't really care to be in that room with that person, okay? So be about the knowledge and the growth you get out of it, okay? So that's number one. Sorry, that was supposed to be a quick banger. It was <laughs> not. <laughs> didn't mean to go on a 12-minute rant about that. But anyway, um, yeah, the first crappy mindset, poor excuse is I've tried that before which kind of takes me 
to the next one to that won't work because mm. okay there this one i feel like is you know, you know a minute ago i said that all of them i believe are a feel, fear of failure mm -hmm. i believe this one's a fear of failure laced in pride okay mm -hmm. so like you're being incredibly prideful and you're saying you know that won't work because and, and one of the things because might be like it didn't work for me so it won't work for you and this is not like the i tried it and it failed so you know that's that type of thing it's more like i did it and it didn't work so it won't work for you yeah, I tried that diet, but it didn't work for me. Well, that's crazy because we all only have the exact same body and exact same hormones and exact same <laughs> DNA. And, oh, actually, none of us have that. Okay, so what if, whoa, watch out here, what if that didn't work for you, but it could work for them? What if that was a mindset? Yeah. Because okay, that, that mindset of like, it won't work for you won't work for me because I'm I'm something special and I'm something different. That's just trash that's not going to get you very far. And I highly want to encourage you that being a know-it-all, being that person who always feels like they're they're the standard by which the world does, it's a lonely place, my friend. I'm telling you, it's a lonely place. Don't be that person, okay? Um, the other type of person I see in here a lot is the person who says that won't work because... And their reason is because they didn't think of the idea. Yeah. Yep. Don't be an idea tramp. Okay. Don't be the person who thinks that only their ideas are a gift to the world. Mm. You've got good stuff. Okay. And in fact, you've got amazing stuff, stuff that the world needs to hear and needs to see. But so does everyone else. Everyone else has really, really amazing things that can make this world a better place. But if you are being someone who says no so quickly because it wasn't your idea, it's not going to have your name after it. It's not going to like dot, dot, dot. Who invented the Internet? Seriously. I mean, if you who ask, if you ask certain people, it's Al Gore. Okay. Here's who, who's Al Gore. Right. I mean, we're getting far enough away. I'm just going to be real here. Who's Al Gore? Yeah. Who invented the internet? These are pretty amazing things. Pretty amazing. And we don't know. Yeah. So what if the creation of the idea, the, the changing of the world was the bigger point than just your ego, than just your pride? Because at the very end of it all, Nobody's going to remember anyway. And I know that's a lonely, sad thing to hear. And you're like, man, this leadership podcast got dark. That's not, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but my point is they don't, they don't, nobody remembers. And if yeah. you care more about the value you're going to add to the world, instead of how the world is going to benefit you, you're going to get a lot further. Okay. You're going to get so much further. If you care about the value you add instead of what you receive. So that's number two. That won't work because get that mindset out of your head. Yeah. Number three um, is I don't have enough time mm -hmm. or another variation is I'm too busy. Right. And <clears throat> this one is a, this one's a tough one, I think, because a lot of leaders fall into this without realizing it. And they start saying things like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that, or I'm just too busy. Um, and the reality is 
I don't think that's always the case. I think this comes from scarcity mindset, right? We don't have enough of X, Y, Z, whatever it is, money, time, uh, resources available, whatever it is. Um, we're, we're thinking on, I just don't have enough. And that takes us to that mindset of, I don't have enough. So therefore we live in that moment and we feel that way and we can't take things on. We won't take things on and it's going to hold us back from things. The other side of this too, is I'm too busy. Um, <clears throat> we did an episode, I think it was actually last year or the year before, um, episode number 43, um, called the junk food of busyness. And in there, we really just kind of condense it down to being busy um, is, is a huge distraction. It takes our focus away from our vision and from our execution. Um, it, it tells us we have either no priorities or incorrect priorities. Um, and it keeps us in this state of just existing rather than thriving. So the five excuses poser leaders love to use, um, it keeps us in that state of existing and we want to move from existing to a place of success and a place of thriving we can't do that if we're in a, in a state of scarcity right um, we also can't do that if we're constantly just busy and putting out fires and focusing on these little tasks instead of goals right um, and it can go even further than that because all of those things can be good but Jim Collins once said, and you've heard us probably quote this before, but he said, "Enemy, the enemy of great is not bad, it's good. Mm. And good enough or just barely there. But we don't want to just be good. Right. We don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. We want to be great. We want to be great leaders. We want to, and I love how you put this, Blake. We want to leave that impression on the world and we want to leave behind something that changes the world, not because our name is remembered, but because we want to give value back to the world. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind here too, especially when we're talking about the enemy of great is not bad, it's good. Yeah. Don't just be stuck in that busyness. Don't be stuck in that. I don't have time. Take time to reevaluate maybe priorities or the tasks that you've got in front of you. Take time, if we've talked about, to recenter your focus too. Yeah. So number three, I don't have enough time or I'm too busy. Yeah, and I, man, I another mindset that is maybe a good one to put back into there is um, because because those really are opposites, right? Like I don't have enough time. Um, like I don't know really great leaders i don't know many of them that buy into this i usually actually when someone's like oh i'm so busy i'm so i'm so busy like i don't have enough time i'm like when they're like that i kind of am like hmm i don't i don't know if you're a good leader like and i know that sounds harsh but like i do go there at times is like i think you're trying to like you're seeing this busyness as a badge of honor and that by saying these things, you're going to get some kind of like ego stroke. And I don't know, that's like, I'm not going to stroke that. Sorry. Like, I don't see that that's a good thing. And yeah, I heard it. I heard that. I heard what I said. That doesn't sound good. Anyway, um, I, I love, I just finished a book. I think I talked about this on the log, last podcast, but um, just that quote or that phrase that like, when I get busy, I get dumb. So if I'm in a constant perpetual place of busyness, that means I'm not taking time to think. Yeah. If if I get to be known for anything, I want to be known as a person who thinks things, who thinks deeply, 
who really sees how things are going to affect something else instead of carelessly operating. I don't want to be that person. So I, I like that. I like that. I don't have enough being one of those poser leader things we say because it strokes our egos and it makes it look like we're really doing great things. You know what's better than looking like you're doing great things? Doing those doing things. Them. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, on to the next one. So number four is I'm not a blank person. Okay. And I I put blank there because I, you know, I want to talk about like I'm not a morning person or I'm not a a nighttime person. I'm but I think it's deeper, right? Like I think our fear of failure is to define who we are at some meta level because of the way that circumstance pushes us or by the way we're pushed by circumstance. So like First off, I think this, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a night person, it's a scarcity-based mindset that we believe about ourselves at a high level that won't, like, it won't change at all. And I, I just can't get into this because the truth is, is that in life, we are transforming. We are going to that form beyond wherever we are. Hmm. And if that's true, then being a whatever person was just a person that I was in the last stage. Okay, or the current stage doesn't mean that's the person I have to be right now. And in fact, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to continue becoming a person who does this. I'm not a person who goes to the gym. Okay, well, I kind of want to be a person who goes to the gym secretly, but I won't say it out loud because I'm afraid of failure. That if I don't go there, then I'm not a person who goes to the gym. And then you've just got to work to go to the gym. I I don't really like to, you know, even working out at home. I'm not a I'm not a fitness person. Okay. Well, it's because you're not doing fitness. It's not because that's not right. who you are at a meta level. It's about transforming. So yeah. become that person. Uh, and I read a book a while back. It's called The Miracle Morning. It's a good one. Fantastic book. Guess what? I used to not be a morning person. And then what happened? Did my DNA change? <laughs> no. I think I still got the same blood. You know, still the same person. So what changed? My mindset changed. The Miracle Morning talks about um, all the excuses we have and, and how like when we go to bed at night, our, our routines that we have and going to bed, like what do those look like? But really, they did an interesting little practice is what they did is they said, really, it's about the last thought you think before you go to bed at night that helps in that transition. Mm -hmm. now, I know a lot of people are like, all right, this is getting too woo woo, but seriously, you like try it. It's pretty crazy. I remember that when I would go to bed at night, I would always be like, oh, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm only getting five hours. I'm only getting six hours. I'm only getting 12 hours, right? Oh gosh, this is rough. And when that's your mindset going to bed, guess what you wake up thinking first thing? It's not enough. I didn't get enough. Yep. I didn't get enough of this. They said, how Elrod is the author, he said, when you go to bed, basically go to bed with this mindset of, I'm going to get just the right amount of sleep to wake up at X time. I'm getting the perfect amount. So I, I would highly suggest trying that, okay? Try to believe that you get to have a little bit of effect on what the world is defining about you and that you get to choose, like, I'm going to become a morning person. I'm going to be a night person. Whatever it is you want. I don't care. You do whatever you want. 
at the end of the day, like I do think you need to be in charge of that. There are a lot of other reasons. Okay. Now I, and I just want to call these things out as far as things that could cause you to not be able to wake up early. It isn't just always mindset. Okay. So I do see that there are things like hormone levels and, um, those are things that like, like maybe your hormones are off and you have some, like, it's really hard to wake up. Yeah. Mindset's not always going to fix that, but you can do stuff about that. You can get the right vitamins. You can get the right stuff into your body to help with that, but you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to risk and fail and have to figure it out again. And, but there are things we can do there. Um, another big one's your late night ritual. If you're trying to be a morning person, your late night ritual has everything to do with it. Your external factors. I know this is dumb. Okay. We love, Lindsay and I love to watch shows at night. In fact, last night we were both like, I think we probably need to moderate this a little. And like, <laughs> like what if we talked at night together? What if we just were like, hey, how was your day? And you were like, yeah. Yeah, this is my day. And then we just like had a convert. Anyway, kind of a <laughs> sub thing there. But we love watching a show, eating popcorn. Something I've learned about myself. I can't eat popcorn at night. Any kind of corn that I have at night, that's probably another reason that bourbon doesn't do great for me at night. Yeah. Uh, at least that. on a day, the next day, I got to wake up early or, you know, wake up and actually do life. Um, I just wake up and I feel dead and my body's sluggish and I can't move. And I'm, it is, I push through it normally. But my point is I've learned why wake up with that kind of monster on my back right away. Yeah. I don't have to, yep. I can just not eat popcorn. Popcorn is not like a healthy substitute here. <laughs> it's not. Okay. This is not, it's not like, I'm like, well, you know, how am I going to get my level of popcorn on my macro? <laughs> That's not, of course you're not. So, it's not the bottom. It's not the bottom tier of the food pyramid, right? It is. Popcorn okay. and then exactly, exactly. I don't have a lot of place on my container apps and my food macro apps for popcorn. <laughs> anyway, I've learned that it hurts and that I can't eat at a certain time, and I need to stop those things in order to have a good start to the next day. Because I've learned that my starts to the day tend to be far more important than my my ends of the day because it's a lot harder to redeem the day for me. Yes. And a lot of times I get to the end of the day and I'm like, well, that was a trash day. I didn't get a good start and felt like I was behind the eight, you know, eight ball or whatever that phrase is all the time. Well, yeah, it's it set yourself up for success. And the best, like your morning starts the night before. Okay. So getting your clothes put out so you don't have to use all that mental energy for where your clothes are in the morning, like doing a lot of the things that are going to serve the tomorrow you for a good start. That's It's a big deal. Uh, other external factors, I would say as well, you know, how we love to watch shows at night. There's a good point. You need to turn that stuff off because the blue light keeps mm -hmm. you up, keeps yep. your, keeps you, what is it? I don't, I don't know if it's your REM or your reticular. Uh, basically your system is just like all that blue light is just causing so much ha like havoc to it. Yeah. You need to allow it to like have 30 minutes before you fall asleep where you don't have anything on. I'm really bad at that one. I need to get better. Okay. Um, because I want to be able to wake well and start my day well. So I get it. You're not a morning person. 
you're not a night person, you're not a whatever person, but it's your choice to become one of those people. Yep. Okay. That's you get the choice to become who you want to be. Yep. And if you want to be the person you want to be, you've got to start somewhere. This is a, this is a really low bar. And I'm telling you, I don't know a ton of hyper successful people who, who aren't morning people, or at least don't put in a ton of effort to have that, that time to think and to grow. Yep. For sure. Before we jump into uh, our last one, number five, I just want to put this out for the world to know and Blake for you to know, I was today years old when I understood the phrase behind the eight ball. You were what? I'm today years old. Oh, okay. When I understood it. So I finally just realized when you're behind the eight ball in pool, when your cue ball is behind the eight ball, you can't do anything because you can't sink the eight ball to the very end. So mm. you're stuck. So it's perfect. I mean, so we can retitle it correctly then you did. You use it absolutely perfectly. And I had to think about it as to I'm why. So. I guess over. I don't need anything else. This is perfect. <laughs> That's, right. That's it. All right. Thanks guys. <laughs> All right. Last one we got today. So <clears throat> number five, why bother? It'll just fall apart. Hmm. So the reality here is a lot of times this is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you expect it to fail, it probably will. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And his, his point was, you talk yourself into things sometimes. If we feel like going into something, we're going to fail on it. We're going to self-sabotage. We're going to find reasons why it won't work. We're going to find all these reasons why it can't happen. And we're going to fail because we have that expectation. Um, same thing is true. If we think we're going to succeed, we may not succeed 100% the first time. We may get 80% of the product. We may get 60%. We may get 50%, right? But we've learned along the way. And we know, okay, let's try again with what we've learned. It's not a failure. A failure is is not trying again. I, I believe that. That's a failure. Um, and, and the reality is our expectations set us up for success or for failure. Another part of this too, why bother just fail? Uh, it'll just fall apart is our fear of success. Oh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a sly one because. I think a lot of times it's unconscious. We don't realize that we're actually fearing success mm. because we chalk it up to other things because some of the symptoms of fear of success are anxiety, discomfort, lack of motivation. All those things can be hindrances uh, that are that are symptoms of other things like fear of failure um, or stress or all these other things. And we it allows it to hide. And we don't realize without taking time to really think about what am I feeling? Why am I thinking this way? What are my thoughts on this? You know, it becomes this unconscious fear that we allow ourselves to self-sabotage and we don't succeed. Yeah. Some of the other fear of that success is after we do succeed, are we going to be able to sustain, sustain the success in all sense of that? Are we going to be able to scale it up? Are we going to be able to be successful again? Or is, are we a one and done? You know, mm -hmm. are we like, are we like some of those bands in the nineties that had a really great hit one song, one hit wonder. And then that was it, you know, and that's a fear that we have in our mind. We've got to overcome those and realize that those things are holding us back from success. And yeah, we're going to fail again. Absolutely. 
and we're going to succeed. Let's succeed on purpose so that we know what we did so that we can make it repeatable. The last fear of this or the last part of this is fear of the unknown. Mm. You know, what's going to happen after I succeed or after I fail? Am I going to succeed once and then just not be able to know what's next? Or am I going to fail and now I'm a failure in life? I've redefined who I am. Fear of the unknown too of like when I succeed, is that actually going to hurt me in some way that I don't know yet? All these things come into our heads and they're they're just this constant fear popping up. Yeah. Again, back to the expectations, right? Whether you think you're right or you whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That's what Henry Ford said. So number five, why bother? It'll just fall apart anyway. Yeah. You know, I think with the fear of success, kind of going back to that, because it's very interesting, is like, why would anybody ever be afraid to succeed, right? Like, you think through that. And I, I know one of the biggest reasons that people are afraid to succeed is they're afraid that they're going to become a new person and that that person isn't going to be someone they're going to like and that others aren't going to like. I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to lose. People are going to think I'm better than me or I'm better than they are because I've changed. Like. So many people lose 40, 50 pounds, and then all of a sudden, they hate their life more. And they're terrified because they're trying to live both the old life and the new life. And it doesn't always mean that you're going to have to get rid of friends. That's not true, okay? That's just another mindset that you have. And by the way, if that's your mindset, it's not a good one. Um, but it also might mean that your friends might not want to be your friend anymore. That's their problem. Okay, if they want to hold you back, screw them. I'm sorry. I know that's harsh to say, but if they want to hold you back from transforming into another level of you or another level that you could be, that's that's not someone you want in your life anyway. And I'll tell you what, the more you do transform, the more people you're going to be around who agree with you and agree with that mindset of becoming a better person. And they're going to come around you and even help more. And yeah. so I know it's terrifying. I know it's scary. And I know that it's like, why? I, I could just stay the way I am. Ever, you know, people are happy with me the way I am. You're not. You want to transform. Okay. And you can still be happy with who you are and others can be happy with you are in the next stage. But take that opportunity. Take that step. It doesn't mean, I, I wish people knew that. Your, your next level, when you get there, does not mean you look exactly like everybody else who's in that level. Well, I, I don't want to get rich because I don't want to be some arrogant a-hole like so-and-so who, you know, when you get rich, you stop caring about people. That, that is so not true. That right. is so false. Okay. And, but we see an example of it and then we exploit that example to be what everything is. So we're afraid to succeed. Yep. Oh don't. Okay. Success is hard. Okay. And when you get it, it's hard to have it. But who cares? Okay. Keep stepping. Don't be afraid of that. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump back into that one. I just thought that was important because all of these just at the highest point really are about that fear of failure. That's what all of these are is we're afraid to fail and what that will mean. People won't love us. You know, we, we won't have amounted to something that value that we were supposed to give the world isn't there. Failure, failure, failure. We're afraid. Don't. Okay. 
and I say, don't be afraid to fail. You're going to be afraid to fail. Every person who loves like to fail because they know that they're going to grow from it doesn't mean they're not afraid to fail. They're afraid. They still just do it anyway. Okay. So part of being a good leader is stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping into the unknown. Yeah. Okay. That's part of being a good leader. And the only thing that allows that fail, fear of failure monster to grow is time. Time. That's it. Time makes it become a monster. Yeah. Let, tackle it when it's smaller. Okay. So this is why being, you know, we talked in past episodes again, but I'm going to say it here. You've got to be a freaking effing buffalo. Okay. You've got to be a buffalo who runs into the storm. You know, out west, the cows, when a storm comes up over a mountain, the cows run away from a storm. Cows are slow. The storm catches up with cows. Cows don't care. They keep going the same direction, which means they're running with the storm, which means they get the absolute maximum amount of time with that storm. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We're being cows with these mindsets. We're never getting anywhere. We're doing the same things over and over and getting the same results and we're surprised, please, okay? So at this point, a buffalo will turn and run into the storm, which means as the storm comes over and the buffalo is intensifying how fast it's running, it's going to have the least amount of time that it's dealing with that storm. It's okay to have the fear of failure. Don't have paralysis, go. That's my biggest encouragement through all of these, these uh, five excuses that poser leaders love to use. Okay. Just go. I love it. We've all told ourselves these reasons in the past, um, or perhaps maybe you've told yourself this recently, maybe today, maybe yesterday. The good news is now, you know, mm. right. And you can adjust. It's not, we're not done, right? We can adjust. We can move forward. We can change. We can transform. Don't allow these mindsets to rule your life, whether personal or professional. Be a buffalo and face them head on. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song.